Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. That's good. I'm glad that things are going well. Um, we're, we've got kind of a shorter show this week. It always seems to work that way, just considering last week's episode was a bit of a, a longer uh, a longer endeavor, but uh, it's it's interesting. You know, we go from oh man, there's so much going on in the game to huh, it's kind of a kind of a little light, you know. Um, but yeah, think things are just moving along. Not yeah, it's new, really. Yeah, we're heading into the end of the month. We got our legendary banner, and we're going to talk about that later on. But speaking of maybe adding a little more beefiness to this episode, I wanted to talk a bit about extra life. If you're a fan of the Gamers Inn, I think we mentioned this last week, you're familiar with Extra Life as a campaign to raise funds for Children's Miracle Network hospitals around the world. I participated in it. This will be my ninth year. Uh, we've been doing it as a Gamers Inn team for, I think, six six years. Crazy to think. Um, and what I like to do is I like to get my other shows involved, uh, my, other, my other show's audiences involved with the campaign. So... Summer's Call is no different. Being a brand new show, this is our first Extra Life, and Eddie, I know you and I had a bit of a chat pre-show, uh, and we've got some exciting new stuff that we've never done before, uh, and, I, and I'm a li- I'm excited to see what we can do with this, so if you donate in the name of Summoner's Call, you get to be on our first live show. So how that works is on the 27th of October... We're going to record a live show probably in the early afternoon at some point. And we'll have our normal, you know, game stories, banner stuff. And then our topic, depending on what's going on, our topic might just be talk to us about Fire Emblem Heroes. Or it could be come on the show and talk to us about this late breaking news. I mean, we might get hints at book three closer to the end of October. Who knows? So that's that's the idea is basically we're going to do a live show no matter what. And if you donate... We will make sure we connect with you so that you can come on the show and discuss Fire Emblem Heroes with us. How does that sound, Eddie? Does that sound like a fun little thing for charity? Definitely sounds like fun and happy to do it. Um, you know, with me being a bit more of a uh, actual participant in Gamers Inn this year, I was already thinking of uh, trying to figure something out. Um, I can't, with my work, I can't exactly do a... Mm-hmm. Uh, 24 hour stream but i was figuring i might do smaller streams over the weeks around that so yeah that's sort of how we've 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 moved things around um there will be a page on the gamers in website so gamer go to gamersinpodcast.com slash extra life i'm going to update that page with our details basically both joss and i have such wonky schedules that we're she was unable to stream for 24 hours straight and honestly, 24 hours is getting tougher and tougher for me, uh, especially with the kids, because when I crash at 9 a.m. the next day, I'm up two hours later to help out with the kids, you know, and then I go to work the next day. So it's not an easy thing to do. So we are kind of splitting it. My stream will be on the 27th, and I've got plans to kind of fill out the morning, and then Jocelyn's going to be joining me in the afternoon to play some games into the into the wee hours. So... Summoner's Call is going to play a part in that schedule, and that'll be October 27th. And uh, most important part, you can go to extra-life.org slash participant slash Ryan Murphy to donate, and you can actually click the link right in the show notes, and that'll take you directly there. So donate, join the show, talk Fire Emblem Heroes with Eddie and I on October 27th, and... Looking forward to seeing what we can do with our first live show. It's it's going to be exciting. Yep, should definitely be exciting. But talk, you know, that's something to worry about in the future. But right now, we as always have banners running on. We do, uh, as we hinted, the legendary banner with Tiki has started and is running through the fifth of October. The Heroes with Fist Sparrow banner is running through the sixth of October. Norian Dusk Banner is still around, running through the 10th. The Performing Arts Rerun is still around, running through the 19th of October. And the Generals of Muspell Banner is, uh, as we mentioned, a full month long, running through the 23rd of October. Um, 
I personally uh, hopped into the Tiki Banner, ended up getting a Micaiah very early on, and a Spring Catria with my other attempts at getting Tiki. I've been focusing on blue of orbs, of course. Uh, you know, I'm going to try and send what orbs I can, but since I've been trying to cut back on my spending, who knows how many I'll get before it ends. How have you done with the recent banners, Ryan? Uh, well, I, I, I did some, you know, some, some banners we actually missed on this. I, I filled this out pretty hastily before today, and I didn't realize that the actual, the voting gauntlet banners are also up. Uh, ah, both, yes. Yeah. I, I looked over myself and forgot to add them. Yeah. I did my free summons, got nothing out of those. Yeah. When are those on till? They're, they're on for like at least a week, I would think, right? Uh, yeah, they're on until the voting gauntlet ends, which will be uh eighth or so i think okay a couple days before the thing let me see if i can pull that up quickly yeah well you let us know how your summoning's gone yeah so on on those banners uh the free summons nothing nothing of note to to report on but uh since the discord was kind of going back and forth about you know the popularity and and the the worth of of this legendary banner which seemed to be this was probably the best legendary banner we've ever ever gotten in terms of the setup of characters uh i decided to uh jump in on it and see what i could get and i was obviously going for tiki because she's the newest hero she's the legendary but i also don't have a legendary hector as well so i was kind of at the start pulling every colored orb except for uh colorless because I, I know people were saying that the colorless was probably the weakest if you already had maribel which i which i did um Anyways, after about 140 orbs, I netted a, a Spring Catria as well. And also while completing the ring, I got a, a second Carla. I already had a Carla before. So I'll check her IVs and, and see how those go. But yeah, in terms of going forward, I think I'm going to you know save up my orbs and, and kind of peck away at it just to get the second um, reset the, uh, the pity rate again and then call it a day. I'm not terribly worried about not having Tiki, but I hear that she's... Well, we're going to talk about it later on, but I hear she's a pretty beefy character. Like, she's she's kind of, I don't know, game-breaking is the right word, but people seem to be freaking out. Yeah, um, Discord had pointed out that apparently she has the highest base stat total. Hmm. Uh, so she's a new highest BST, which makes her pretty useful for Arena and pretty beefy. Um, yeah, uh, only real reason to go for colorless, this one is if you wanted Maribel. Although many are saying since Veronica came out, if you have her, then Maribel's not as worth it. Uh, essentially, Maribel had a very short time at the top of the healer ladder if you got your Veronica. Um, but um, the other reason would be if you want to try and plus 10 a Robin, and a legendary Robin, and haven't done it yet, and your time to have a guaranteed attempt at that is... Uh, looking to be running a little short here, uh, which we'll mention, explain why later. Yeah, Colorless Robin, I never even thought about that. I, I don't have her, and that would have been nice. So maybe maybe I should be pulling all colors, although, I don't know. It's always tough. I, I, I kind of figured, like, yeah. the other banners aren't really doing it for me right now. I got Ophelia from Norian Dust last week, so I kind of figured, hey, maybe maybe I will throw my orbs. Because people always say the best one to summon from is, is the Legendary Banner. Uh, although I feel like for you and I, Eddie, that have been playing since day one, a lot of the characters that could possibly show up, like Carla or or even Spring Catria, we might already have had those as opposed to the one or two that we didn't have before. Um, yeah, um, the the I mean, early on when I first saw the banner, I pointed out that other than attempting to go after Tiki, that this banner wasn't much for me. Because I'm not looking to plus 10 a bunch of units or uh, get a bunch of um, skills to fodder off. Uh, and that's what kind of started the whole thing because one of the people who read it didn't quite notice that I had said for me initially. So, um, they did yeah, later for apologize, me. Though. Oh, yeah, they did. And I explained to him, yeah, it's I'm not a big arena person and, you know, don't hunt for those plus tens and stuff so for me it's one of everyone and i already have everyone but the new character mm -hmm. so 
Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really interesting. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how I do and whether I come back. Obviously, we'll talk about that next week in terms of the legendary banner and continuing to summon. But uh, uh, other yep. stuff kind of going on, forging bonds kind of percolates to the top of my mind. And I gotta say, it takes way too long to max those things out. I I have kind of gotten, I've kind of brushed that that mode aside as a, like I. I thought I would really want to see those conversations, but earning like 20 or 30 friendship points per match and just for one character, I maxed well, are out. Are you making the... sure you set your um, accessories? Yeah, accessories are set. Uh, I am I mean, sometimes my characters are dying, but not very often. I'm doing the max amount. I'm even like, you know, really leaning into it when it's a times two. And I just can't find a way to to maximize those characters i i I enjoy the conversations that they're showing me especially this one with uh i think it's now's daughter nina or something she's she's doing some interesting things she's interesting that is for sure yeah so i don't know i'm a little bummed yeah it's yeah i agree it's definitely a grind and i definitely almost feel like it's I mean, I want to get all the accessories because I'm, you know, as we've determined, I'm a bit of a collector. Um, and there's just a part of me that wants to max everyone out. But really, once you get that second set of accessories, there's really not much point in continuing because you get, what, four orbs? Yeah, orbs is usually what does it for me, and you're right. Four is not enough to to spend that amount of time. Yeah, for the amount of time it takes to get all those. I mean, yes, you get feathers and badges along the way, but, I mean, badges are a dime a dozen. And feathers, I mean, they're useful, but there's so many ways to get them that it's like, is this really worth it? It's just... I don't know what they could do. Shorten the time, increase the amount you get, uh, increase the number of multipliers, or maybe even offer higher multipliers. I really don't know what could be done to make it feel better. I mean, uh, my best thought is more orbs along the way. Yeah. You know? I mean, that would that would make the grind worth it, but I think if they're just unwilling just... to add more orbs, they just squish the points required and maybe even take some of the rewards out or... Or move the conversations earlier up, and and you know the conversations do do kind of fall on the on the end of the of the achievable, and the orbs is yeah. really what it's like. Hey, guess what? You grinded for two weeks. Here's an orb. You know the, the orb yeah. isn't what's what's the reward here. It's it's the accessories and the conversations. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I definitely feel like the as odd as it seems, I feel like the conversations are too low or too far from the end if that makes sense yeah i mean essentially once you get the uh final conversation the s rank which doesn't even come with a group conversation at that once you get everyone with their s rank conversations it's another two thousand points to cap it out technically another thousand points just to get that final accessory Mm -hmm. that just feels like such a long tail after you've gotten with me being uh, primarily interested in the conversations with all the stuff I really, really cared about. I mean, I want to get the accessories to make sure I have all the accessories and not have to spend some random currency or feathers to uh, buy the accessories when they eventually potentially add a accessory forge in the future, which wouldn't surprise me since they did it with the sacred seals mm-hmm. you know it's just like yeah um i, I want to do this but it's kind of a case of it's so much complication i mean and like i mentioned before it's also another way to grind hero merit and that's what i've been doing but it is still quite a grind and mm. if you don't care about the conversations or the accessories there's no point in even doing it at all yeah, well, I mean, I I hope they do do a squish and we can get those conversations sooner. I think maybe we got a couple more days to try to unlock them all and and uh, 
I, you know, to be honest, I haven't really been trying, but only because it seems like such a daunting task. And, and you know, it is a free-to-play game. A lot of the modes in a free-to-play game are designed to be grindy. But when you have compounding grindy events, then some of your events are going to be left to the wayside. I mean, why do you think they took Tap Battle and made it a 30-day back-to-back event? It's because it rubs up against so many other things, and it is time-consuming. But I'd say forging well, bonds needs to be extended for, a bit. For tap battle, I feel was a case of there are people who like that mode, mm-hmm. but there are a bunch of people who do it to get the accessories and or get the um, bonuses and then never touch it again. You know, and they've accepted that that's the case. Those who like the mode have it there all month long, have it constantly running. Those who don't care about the mode, they give them rewards early on, and then they can forget about it, like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they cut off the daily quests even earlier than normal this time around, and I haven't touched it since then. Yeah, I think I just I completed I completed the maps to get uh, to get the the orbs, but I think I yeah it's it's an interesting one I think so. Uh, the other thing is Grand Conquest started, and I'm sort of making a pack to kind of jump in there and organically use this, the the lances that pop up. Um, I don't know. You you have a note here that you oh it started. So is that? I got in once during the first round, and that was it. I got in one round before the first round, and I think that was even the second day because I didn't even realize it had actually fully started yet. It's like. Oh, yeah, that started. I was just... Actually, I think it was even I clicked on the wrong thing. I was going in to work on the um, Forging Bonds, clicked on Grand Conquest, realized, oh, it's up. Did one round and then left. (laughs) So, yeah, I haven't been paying much attention to Grand Conquest. Yeah. I know it's not really your thing, but I... I, It's one of those modes that is so limited that I do try to pop in and and give it a a shake, but uh, it's the same old, same old. Nothing, Nothing really crazy to report here, but... Uh, I I do want to know what else is going on in the game. What what else is keeping us busy? Nope. Currently. Well, like always, we got a new um, Blessed Gardens and Tactics drill this week. Uh, the Illusory Dungeon is still running on through the twelfth. Um, that's the farewells uh, the- theory. Um, Rival domains start are going on till October sixth. A new one started today. Uh, Forging bonds is going on till the second. Book two quests are running till the sixth. The Grand Conquest runs till the first. The Grand Hero Battle Revival for Sias runs till the fourth. And the Legendary Hero Battles also run till the fourth. And this time we got three of them. We got Tiki, a rerun of the Hector, and a re- another rerun of Robin. Do you feel like they're just giving us the Legendary Hero Battles for every hero battle that they created uh, so the missing one, the blue one would be, or no, the red one would be, who's the legendary red one this week? Gosh, uh, I should know Ike, this. I so think. maybe Ike and never, he had, never one. had a legendary hero battle. I don't think so. so. That's maybe that's why he's not there. So maybe eventually we will see four running at a time. Uh, uh, once we get to a month where all four of the heroes got legendary hero battles, it is entirely possible. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Wouldn't mind them adding in a night legendary hero bat banner. Yeah, like if they went and retroactively did it, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, as for events starting before our next episode, October sixth, the voting gauntlet starts on December second. Bound hero battle Ishtar and Reinhardt plus the banner for that one starts on the fourth, and then heroes with ploy skills banner starts on the sixth of October. So you've got a few things to look forward to in the next week. Uh, okay, so that brings us to Legendary Tiki, which is the new Legendary Hero that just arrived yesterday, I think. Uh, kind of making waves, this one. Um, she's a she's a, she's a a big lass, 180 BST, as we originally stated. But Eddie, I, I want to know, like, you're usually better at diving into this thing. I know the Discord's all over her. She's got an armored cape. The cape is made of, uh, of bulletproof vests, basically. Apparently, yes. She she subscribes to the armored 
uh, category of uh, Thar- Winter Tharja. Yeah, you know, well. You, you don't need much actual armor to be armored. She has a cape, which is more than Winter Tharja does, but still. She just has a cape. Yeah, <laughs> so rest- she's a blue armored dragon unit, which we did uh, last week. We talked about, uh, we knew it was blue, but we were thinking a, a legendary blue dragon unit. And, yep. uh, and we were right on that. And um, even before we got the video, uh, I believe it was Sandman uh, even hinted that it would be an armored legendary dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were wrong on the character. We thought it would be um, Corrin, but it turned out to be Tiki. And while Tiki is not technically a lord per se, um, in the traditional sense of the games, uh, she is... Uh, the princess of the divine dragon tribe, and as uh, Bo Lucina proved, that um, you know Lucina being the daughter of Krom, the lord of the game, or and therefore a princess to a degree, is close enough for IS. And Tiki's popped up enough that I could also see her making sense as a legendary hero. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, the design is based more on the young Tiki from the Marth games, the Shadow Dragon games. Um, although it it the artwork definitely seems to fit that too, going with more of a weird retro design to her artwork. Hmm. You know. And weird enough, wasn't the last legendary hero also from Shadow Dragon being Marth? Yep, I so. believe last month was Marth. Interesting. Uh, once again, with that kind of more retro weird drawing style as well mm-hmm. it was just um, it's interesting to note that they kind of doubled up uh in terms of in terms yep. of games like that hmm. yep here's hoping next month there'll be another old game sort of with on but you know yeah uh we keep we can keep hoping hoping against hope you know yep uh tiki comes with a built-in distant counter weapon Mm-hmm. Um, Divine Mist, I believe it was the exact name of it. Let me pull that up here quickly. Yeah. Oh yeah, Divine Mist. Uh, it has the usual Dragonstone, where that if the foe attacks from a distance, essentially if the foe's range equals two, it calculates the, her damage using the lower of their defense or res. Uh, so she can take out a high defense or a high resistance character from a distance. Um, either one, because she'll use their lower dif- their lower skill. Uh, she also comes with a new A slot and Fierce Breath. If the foe initiates combat, I think I mistyped this when I was writing it up earlier, uh, she gets attack plus four and special cooldown charge plus one per attack. Uh, similar to one that Ike has, I think, but it is slightly different. Um, let me hmm. double check something. For some seems... reason, I thought it said if she initiates contact, but they have written here that foe. Oh. What were you gonna say, Ryan? I, I was just, I was gonna say once again, these legendary heroes prove to be somewhat of interesting beasts in that. Um, the fact that she has these types of abilities seems like she's a you know a high a high use unit and the 180 BST for those arena folks just seems like it's almost like they're trying to make this a blue hector basically even though we got a blue hector you know before yep um yeah i did double check i misread it earlier it's foe init- if foe initiates contact um, Ike's got a similar one in that it grants him resistance plus four, but hers actually it grants attack plus four instead of resistance. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're the same. If the foe initiates combat, they get that in cooldown charge minus or plus one. So their cooldown, their special ability attacks quicker. Uh, and her special is Moonbow, one of the classic ones. Uh, gets It lowers their defense or resistance of the enemy she attacks by 30% when it triggers. Uh, she also got Bold Fighter. If she initiates combat, com- makes a guaranteed follow-up attack and gets a cooldown charge, plus one per attack. 
So essentially, she's going to be using her special quite a lot, because if she starts and has her bold fighter, she gets a bonus, or she gets it bonus there. And if the foe starts, it, you know, she gets a bonus there. Mm-hmm. So, and then her unique skill is called With Everyone, which is a essentially a spur series skill. Uh, if a unit is adjacent to her, it grants a bonus for her and the adjacent allies for the turn. Um, hers is unique in that it's defense and resistance plus five, both. Hmm. So, uh, she is our earth hero with defense as her boon. Uh, yeah, earth hero with a defense boon. So. Cool. Quite, quite a setup. Yeah, uh, I think it's, it's a fantastic setup it seems like she's a hero that would be totally worth summoning for as as we said at the beginning of the episode you and i are both trying to see if we can we can get, catch ourselves a, a an armored dragon but uh yep. she um she comes alongside like we talked earlier about it as well that she comes alongside some pretty pretty epic heroes you know with legendary hector legendary robin and uh legendary ike but you know, combi- combining it all, like there's somebody from each color that is worth going for with like Bridal Tharja, and um, uh, what are the other, like? You've got you've got there was at least one for each color that made it worth going like pulling all colors on this yep. one. Uh, sharing blue with her is Micaiah and Spring Catria. Hmm. Uh, Legendary Ike has Carla and Bridal Tharja running with him. Uh, Hector has. Ike, Brave Ike, and Spring Sharina running with her, with him. And Robin has Jafar and Maribel. Uh, yeah. As we mentioned earlier, especially if you got Veronica, uh, Colorless is the uh, weakest. Uh, most people who have summoned on these usually uh, m- has a higher chance of having a Robin since she has been around since she was introduced. Uh, not everyone. Um, you know, if you haven't summoned or just didn't get any colorless legendaries who might not have her but there's a higher chance of having her uh spring sharina is definitely viewed to be one of the weaker units uh but brave ike is always wanted for his steady breath uh for skills to give people Mm -hmm. and hector is a pretty powerful one yeah so i don't don't have legendary hector so i was kind of thinking if i was going to get pity or not pity broken but like not get tiki wouldn't mind a legendary hector so we'll see how that goes but uh and as i mentioned earlier um your chances if you were looking to plus 10 legendary robin or looking to just get her if you haven't gotten her yet are running out um because while next month we are expecting a red hero uh based on the info we got from today's or tiki's banner it actually looks like we will have a colorless hero in both November and December, two in a row. Exciting so. times ahead. Yep. Finally, Fell Robin, after what, eight months, is being dethroned as the colorless legendary hero. That's yes. something, man. That truly is something. Uh, cool yep. stuff. Well, we look forward to seeing whether... Uh, well, you or me or, or everybody can get a legendary Tiki so far on the show. No luck. And I haven't seen anyone post in the Discord if they've been able to get her either. Um, I know there was one who was trying to limit himself to 60 orbs. Uh, was that gold, I think? Could have been gold. Uh, ended up spending his whole, um, his whole stockpile of 160 orbs and only got like two or three hero heroes out of it and no Tiki. Yeah, she's an elusive so. one. I'm we have, I, we both got spring catra, which honestly I'm I'm fine. I'm I'm better with with the spring spring catra over the uh, the other available one because I think I already had her. Yeah, it was actually Sandman, not Gold, who yeah. had like 160 orbs. He managed to get a bike and a spring catria in his first 60 orbs, then pushed it and got nothing except a second bike. Hmm. in his remaining 100 orbs. 
Well, so. that I guess our luck is, you know, spring catcher seems to be the catch of the day, unfortunately. So tune in next week and we'll we'll see how it goes. That is the risk with these uh, things. If you're looking for all the heroes in a color or not worried about which hero you get from the color, it's a great uh, banner to summon on it because you start at 8%. But when you're looking for one out of three, there's a chance that those other two will pity break you. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it comes with the rolling of the die. So uh, looking at also in the topic this week is uh, our voting gauntlet. We're looking at the newest voting gauntlet that's going to be launching in the coming days called Fathers and Daughters, which was a surprise not related to pretty much anything else going on type topic. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. And if you actually look at the past voting gauntlets, they often don't have much to do with the topic. Once in a while, they might reference something new, but there have been a number of them that are just doing their own thing, ignoring everything else going on. I suppose, so, yeah, we're not really in Halloween territory, so maybe the next one will be Halloween, yep. right? So, uh, Yep. So they went through, picked uh, a pair of fathers, a father and a daughter, uh, you know, a pair of fathers and daughters from four separate games. They went with Genealogy, uh, the Binding Blade series, uh, Blazing Binding Blade. Um, I believe both the characters do show up in Binding Blade itself. Um, the Awakening and Fates. Uh, from Genealogy, the pairing was Arvis and Julia. Mm-hmm. Um, not having played Genealogy, the fact that Julia's father is Arvis was news to me. Uh, but if you do look at her character info in the game, it does state that she is only a half-brother to Seleth. So that means, and with a different father, which means Sigurd, Sigurd was not her father. Because uh, Sigurd is... Uh, Sigurd and Deirdre are Seleth's parents. So it would be Deirdre, and I guess it turns out it was Arvis. Hmm. Who are Julia's Deirdre. parents. Interesting. Yep. So... Uh, what are your thoughts on that pairing? Uh, I I think the pairings are all pretty pretty good. Like they they're deep cuts. You know, uh, Hector and even Hector and Liliana is still a, a pretty you know deep cut. Not as deep yeah, as Arvis and Julia. Added an but... extra A in there, but yeah. Oh yeah, Lilina. Oh, that sounds worse. Anyways, but uh, yeah, like Niles and Nina. Even for me, like I didn't play Conquest, so maybe that's why it feels like a, a pretty deep one. But like Robin and Morgan seems to be your highest tier, and then Hector and Lilina. But uh, Arvis and Julia is totally a, a shot out of the left side of the. Yeah, just it's they're good pairings. They're nice and varied, and we're learning something, which is always a positive. Yep. And yeah, Nina makes sense because they just released Nina, so they want to use the new character in the uh, gauntlet. Um, yeah, see, I was confused because I didn't read the text. I just saw the banners, and I was like, three, so three on three, that makes sense. That doesn't make, that didn't throw me. It should have. That should have been my first clue. But I looked at it, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, why is Niles on this banner and there's no kid on the other banner that matches up and then now now it's all coming together when you actually listed them all out that it's it's kind yeah, of yeah. Ar- arvis being a grand hero battle character um he wouldn't he's not on the banner mm-hmm. and nina being already out currently on the norian dust banner is why she's not on that banner yeah but... so that's the thing is like they didn't they get didn't they they got heat one time with the voting gauntlet for taking a new hero out of the out of the new banner and putting putting her into the voting gauntlet banner. Am I remembering that correctly? Sort of. It was a case of that. I think we saw her in some of the videos, but we did not know where she was coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it actually happened twice. Oh, okay. Uh, one of them they gave us a heads up that it was happening. The other they did it without any warning. Um, I believe it was the um, Arden Tempest Trials. Uh, and actually, I think that was in the Tempest Trials banner, not the Voting Gauntlet banner. But uh, when Rajat appears, I be- appeared, I believe she was on the uh, right. Voting Gauntlet. Uh, and they warned us ahead of time. But there was one where, I think it is Arya, Arya or, yeah. yeah, who we had no clue where she was coming from. And it turned out she was on the Tempest Trials banner. 
and only there with another red. So it's like, right. It gave us no heads up that this was happening. And out of nowhere, you add a new hero to a banner with a bunch of old heroes and a pity break of the same color of that hero. Yeah. So, so this that is one the got opposite. a big backlash. And then uh, Rajat came out as the only green hero on a voting gauntlet banner and with a heads up stating yeah. that since then they haven't surprised us with a hero appearing on a in a voting gauntlet or otherwise banner without warning or they haven't even done it yet all new heroes come out in new hero banners now which i do prefer and i definitely didn't mind the rajat occurrence the arya one was much more of a or i think it was era however you pronounce her name yeah a y r a i think it's but her banner was like really out of nowhere you're gonna they learned their lesson though like you said they haven't done it since it's just this is the uh, this is the results of those things and i'm just cluing in and i know a lot of people are probably like this happens all the time ryan so it's it it's happens all the time in other games like this and is has actually been pretty good about not doing that as much yeah so which is nice i'm excited about these matchups uh i don't really yeah. have any further thoughts outside that it's a nice varying collection but i'm, I'm curious if you have any further further thoughts on on this stuff um although when looking into barter our summoner's focus character i found out that apparently he is the father of fear fir so he was another option from that game but hector and lillian are much more well known um why they went with robin and morgan partially feels like they wanted to bring morgan back instead of doing crom and lucina again i'm not sure if any other father-daughter pairings are available in the game series so we're available right now in awakening because i think if i think awakening aside from uh, the Avatar's daughter, or Avatar's kid, and Krom, those were the only fathers who were guaranteed to have daughters. So, otherwise the father would be chosen by you. Right. So. Yeah. Well, I I, I think it's uh, it would be tough for me to kind of look down the line and see what other matchings are available, but I think... I think what they try to do with these voting islands is offer a good collection of, of uh, five-star... Yep. It's nice that it's spread out between multiple games as opposed to just being Awakening and Fates and as some of the older banners have been. Yeah, for sure. I think it's exciting and I can't wait for it to start. Uh, I guess while we're talking about it, before we move on, I can't believe we were going to skip this. Uh, Who are you going with with the voting gauntlet? Who are you starting your journey with uh, in this voting gauntlet? Haven't really decided. Um... Probably Hector or female Morgan mm-hmm. are who I'm leaning towards. Those are good good options. I think I think Hector's a strong choice just because of his popularity. Uh, I don't have a female uh, Morgan or a built-up Robin. Uh, I don't have a Nina. Uh, yeah, I'll probably go with Hector to start. He seems to be a, a, a fair bet, but, you know, with the rubber banding and voting gauntlet, I think anything goes, really. So. Oh, yeah, with the rubber banding... It- there's no guessing on who you think will win by popularity because there's high probability that they'll be winning by popularity up until that last hour when for the past three hours the other side has had the rubber band mechanic and then they'll fly far ahead so you can't recover. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm bitter about that happening in the past. No, you never mentioned it <laughs> in Discord or on the show, but uh, I would I would forgive I'm... you if you did. I've gotten better about it, and I think last voting gauntlet, I barely even paid attention to who won, but there's it's been all... one or two voting gauntlets where it really got my goat with the rubber banding completely flipping the vote. Yeah. It got your goat, and you haven't seen it since. But uh, you, you had mentioned Fur and Bartra as we were doing our research for Summoner's Focus, so let's take a look at this week's Summoner's Focus. Yes, it has returned, and the chosen hero from Binding Blade is Bartra. So, Bartra is a playable character in Fire Emblem, the Binding Blade, and Fire Emblem, the Blazing Blade. He appears alongside Dorcas in Chapter 11 of the Blazing Blade when Eliwood wishes to save a village from bandits. 
He also appears in The Binding Blade as Carla's husband, Fur's father, and Carol's brother-in-law. So, there you go. Yep, Carla and Carol, brother and sister, obviously, and Fur is his daughter. Um, from what I understand, he is considered a Binding Blade character because he uh, shows up, he originally showed up there, uh, even though he does make an appearance in Blazing Blade, which is because, you know, that was a whole weird situation in that they didn't think that America and the West would enjoy Binding Blade, so they created a whole new game. Uh, set in the past of the previous game so but um uh you earlier were talking that he made a pity broken you but if i remember correctly he was always a three and four star unit so he never did have a chance to pity break you but he does appear quite often when you're summoning green yeah his his mustache I changed my notes, but you still mentioned it, so I appreciate you uh, you not uh, retconning our note progression here. Yes, I had originally wrote that he pity broke me. It feels like he pity breaks you because every oh, yeah, time... He... Well, Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Every time you summon, you're like, okay, this is the five star. No, it's a freaking Bartra, you know? Yep, he feels like he pity breaks, that's for sure, because he shows up so often. But technically, They're laughing at you with that mustache. Yeah. Him and Barst. Yeah. Barst. Uh, he, he does have one of the um, assist skills, movement assist skills uh, on him, and I think it is even unlock- unlocked at three star. So he is good smite fodder if you want smite. Uh, but I do believe that's one of the less less uh, popular movement assist skills. So uh, not many people try to keep a ton of him around. But it can be useful at times, especially since, um, if I'm not mistaken, Smite is the one that does two spaces so you can knock someone over lava pools if you need to. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I think, uh, it, uh, I don't know. I don't really use him for much. He's not, uh, I don't ever use him. I think every time he pops up, he hasn't popped up lately. Maybe the green, I've been getting a lot of Libras actually. Uh, he, he hasn't been popping up a lot, so I usually just send him home. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I haven't really had a need for a smite skill, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, up before the, um, uh, books, I've pretty much just sent him home as well. Uh, with the books, I pretty much convert everyone into books. And then later on, if I feel I want to get rid of something or once I figure out, yeah, I don't need any of that character, I'll toss out the books at that point, but. Um, he, but I think it was a three heroes unit at one point, and I got him to level forty during that. Otherwise, I haven't really used him that much. Um, from what I was when I was looking through about him, he is considered to be, you know, more effective than he might appear at first, because uh, with the high level of armored units in arena. Uh, Especially at the lower one, or if you build him out well, his hammer can do a lot of extra work. Smashing through those armored units. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, I really haven't done that much with him. No. But uh, it seems to be the case. Our listeners tend to choose uh, characters that... I may have blocked it out of my memory, but did we do a Riss once? I feel like we did a Riss. No, we've only done that game once. Um... Riss has popped up a couple of times from overeager uh, people in the who shall not the be named Discord. Yeah, yeah overeager whirlwind. I mean, people in the Discord. <laughs> He's toned down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, and he waited till after we had gone through the Shadow Dragon game. Before he popped him up, it's like, yeah, okay, I see you want him, but he's not in—he's not considered part of this game according to the uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. So you gotta wait till his game shows up again. Well, it'll happen I eventually. Fully expect him to appear when we get there. But Bartra I... um, is one of the easier to get units, mm-hmm. seeing as you couldn't get rid of him. Sometimes it felt like you just kept showing up. So yeah, and his. Uh... Uh, his preferred IV, uh, uh, boon and attack, neutral and HP and defense, and then a bane and speed or resistance. Um, so 
that's good. But but let's look at his build and kind of see like neither of us use him, so this build is probably kind of I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyways, he's he start he has a spl- a slaying axe with a plus attack, which is his uh, recommended. Yep. Yeah, um, they all offer an alternate of a brave axe. Um, as we mentioned earlier, he comes with a hammer, so. Uh, the cheapest use would be a sling hammer, uh, or just a hammer plus. Um, but uh, you know, if you're not gonna spend thing, because both of those other options require a um, require a five star to be sacrificed to him for that axe. Because <laughs> uh, you can only get the what. Who would do that though? That's crazy. If someone really wants to build a ideal barter and surprise people with them or something, I mean, looking at his recommended A skill is Deathblow Four, ah, which is only available on Brave Celica. So whoever's wow. building this one-hit KO slaying axe build um, is sacrificing a Celica, Brave Celica, to him as well. So. Uh, they do recommend the movement skill of reposition or swap, which just goes to show that despite him coming with a smite, it is not the more popular because they don't even think he should use it on his builds. Yeah. Uh, they recommend giving him glimmer or moonbow. Uh, you know, kind of common, typical special skills that they tend to put on characters. Um, uh, I forget which one does which. Uh, Moonbow lowers the defense and res. Glimmer uh, boosts the damage flat out by 50%. So, pretty good. Uh, you know, if you're trying to one-hit KO, boosting your damage even further. As mm-hmm. mentioned, they recommend Deathblow 4 as his A skill. Uh, you can alternate, or the alt choice would be Deathblow 3, which is easier to get. Uh, may even come on him. I don't remember what he... No, he comes with Fury. So he is also Fury fodder. It's not so bad. Uh, but but Blow 3 is either a... It's a Klein, most likely, that you're going to be sacrificing. Yeah. And he's not high Fury fodder, because his Fury 3 skill doesn't unlock until level... Or 5 star. So. Yeah, um, and it just... It's like Axe Breaker 3 you're going to get from a Laszlo... Uh, which yep. is not too bad. I, I've created a couple of combat manuals for him, so that's not that's not crazy talk. Um, yeah, Help, helps him against same color matchups, I guess. Uh, and then they recommend Panic Ploy three as his C skill, which um, is you know that's coming from two high level. It's like Valter or Zelgius at five star. Yep. Um. Or if you want the easier-to-get non-Grand Hero battle, although Zelgius might have might be a summon, or cheaper characters, uh, Luke also has it. You'll have to upgrade him to get it, get the full level, but Luke has Panic Ploy as well. Mm-hmm. With an alternate of int- Infantry Pulse as his. Which is no better. Because it's coming... A oh. Dorcas would be the only one. A five-star Dorcas that seems reasonable. Uh, Hell Bindi as well. Yeah. I don't know, but he seems like a high-level... Although, you're right. He's not... He's a general yeah. purpose hero. Infantry Pulse only comes with um, five-star only heroes. The only other option would be a Marissa, who was a Tempest Trial unit. Either way, you have to have them all at five-star. Uh, Dorcas and Hell Bindi are the only two that will are or will be in the regular pool unless the uh claims of the general's amuse spell banner being a new hero banner are inaccurate yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens there but this is a very expensive build for i I guess i just don't have any personal attachment to this hero so maybe maybe this this whole discussion is out the window for me but there are people out there that that probably are big fans of Bartra, so maybe they're looking at this and they're and they're excited. Yep, and as we mentioned, he's such a common unit, and having been around since the beginning and being so um, 
poorly thought of to a degree since he has been around and annoying people since the beginning. I say annoying, but not sure for not really sure he's exactly been annoying people, but since he's been popping up since the beginning, people might not expect him to be that powerful if they see him in arena, so he could be a nice little surprise for them. Yeah, but, surprise Bartra. Not your not your favorite surprise, but uh, a surprise nonetheless. Uh, yep. Well, kudos to those folks who have the extra stuff laying around to build this Bartra. I personally have no interest. Uh, well, if you have an interest, you can you can certainly use this build or many others that are featured on the Game Press website in which we pulled. Uh, next week, we're, we're getting suggestions in Discord, and our game will be Fates. That's the whole line of fates. Uh, conquest. Yep. Conquest, uh, rebirth. Birthright. birthright, not rebirth. Conquest, birthright, or. Re- Retro. Well, I want to say Revelations. Revelations. Yeah. I knew it was an RE something. Yeah. Um, well, that'll be so. exciting, right? You looking forward to fates? Yep. We'll probably get a, maybe get a cool hero there. Um, In theory, it's definitely one of the games I have a bit more knowledge of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it being one of the more recent games. Although, yeah. as we've co- covered here, I have more knowledge and uh, memories of Birthright side of things than anything else. But Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, well, uh, certainly put your thoughts in Discord for your favorite character that you would like to see us vote on uh, for next week's Summoner's Focus. Okay, quickly, Game Club next week. Play up to Chapter 11 shadow dragon that's what we're aiming for and we will be back on it in the near future next week we'll be playing more shadow dragon certainly looking forward to that so if you are playing make sure you get through chapter 11 and then you're caught up uh and that's pretty much it that's the episode eddie how does that feel feels good yeah any final words before we uh we head on out of here ready to train then punch me hard right in the gut Hmm. Well, yeah sure let's uh let's train this up uh visit us on the web gamersinpodcast.com slash fay email the show fay at gamersinpodcast.com check out the fire Emblem channel and the gamers in discord over at bit.ly slash tgi discord you can follow us on twitter you can find myself at our murphy eddie at drow and don't forget to follow at the gamers in for show updates that's going to do it for this episode of summoners call have a great week and happy summoning mm-hmm.